happy Friday, my groom head, and I'm so glad to hear your family's Amen. all okay. Amen. Yeah, family is safe. Um, there was some damage around their house, but nothing structural, so we Good. were very blessed compared to a lot of other people in Southwest Florida. But uh, happy Friday, Jamie. Uh, we are going to have a conversation in the 9 o'clock hour. A bunch of people on the show today. I'm looking forward to it. 8.35. Let's start there. We are going to speak with Brian Jeffries. He's the president of the Professional Firefighters of Arizona. And we are going to talk about a proposition, Prop 310, that would uh, add money for fire districts, find out it's a temporary raise in taxes to get some money is set aside for fire districts. These are unincorporated areas that get fire service from these other agencies not city fire department. So we're going to talk with him about this, about the pros and cons of this, where they stand in the association on this prop. Just so you're an informed voter on one side of the issue or the other, we'll try to get both sides of every issue if we can. Um, at 9 o'clock, we are going to speak with Dr. Crow. Dr. Michael Crow joins us from ASU. I've been talking about education for a while and return on investment, that um, there are a lot of people, enrollment is down in places, the tuition has gone up dramatically in a lot of places, and people asking the question, are you getting a return on investment for your uh, college education? So we're going to talk with Dr. Crow about ASU and where ASU stands in tuition cost compared to other universities in the country. We'll talk about the return on investment and the data they have and kind of ask him some questions about student debt relief. And, and it should be an interesting. He's always an interesting guest. We'll do that at 9 o'clock. And at 930, we're going to talk with uh, my best friend from high school. He's still in my hometown out helping people. As a matter of fact, he's out connecting a generator as we speak in southwest Florida. So hopefully we'll get with him at 935. So that's what's coming up. We start this morning in uh, talking. Talking about the economy, before we do that, I'm already having a great Friday. Julia, I want you to ask me, ask me how good is my Friday? Just ask me how good is my Friday? How good is it? My Friday is so good. Thank you for asking. Um, somebody, uh, yesterday we were talking about my family coming to town and uh, that with my mother moves in with me for a while that I will be drinking. Somebody, uh, somebody dropped off a really good bottle of gin for me. That was very nice of her. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever that is, it says CB on the card, but I don't have a name. They didn't put their name on the card, just their initials. Thank you. That was very kind of you. Ooh, what a way. Yeah, the start of right. Friday. Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> Uh, thank you for that. We start talking about the economy this morning. It's been a rocky road, and uh, it, it continues to be dicey in the minds of many people. Um, here's the headline. The the uh, preferred inflation gauge from the Fed um, has accelerated more than expected in the month of August. So we are in a recession. Um, it is not something – listen, I'm not someone that enjoys talking about that. I've said many times I don't agree with the policies of this administration. But I don't want to see failure. I don't want to see failure because it, it, if this president fails, a lot of hardworking small business owners are also going to feel the effects of that failure. But it's hard to argue with where we are. Somebody posted uh, yesterday on social media, and I love to interact on social media, even though it's very short and brief and you can't see emotion when you're reading something. You don't know if someone's being sarcastic or snarky or angry or funny. You don't know. But the, the gist of what they said to me on Twitter was there is worldwide inflation. There is worldwide recession. How is this all Biden's fault? And my response has been consistently, not everything that's going on is Joe Biden's fault. Where he has to take ownership is where his policies have either accelerated it and made it worse 
or he hasn't done anything or hasn't done enough fast enough. We start with inflation. We've been told that it was transitory inflation. Now, that was a political statement. Everybody knew it was a political statement that what they were talking about was saving their own skin. And I don't think the president was lying to us, but the president was telling America and the world that we were going to see a jump in inflation and then it was going to drop back down. And it didn't. And as the warning signs that it was getting worse kept coming in, they didn't do anything. And it wasn't Republicans that were just screaming at the president, experts, nonpartisan experts in the area of inflation and economy were saying to the president of the United States, the Fed has to act. The Fed has got to do something. And they waited too long. Now, I know it's uh, maybe it's a crass analogy, but I think it fits when you talk about um, disease, cancer. Everybody understands that early detection is the key to a better ending for you if you're diagnosed, which is why men get encouraged to be tested for colon cancer and and prostate cancer and women get breast exams and uh, mammograms and all those things. Why? Because early detection dictates survival rate and how invasive the treatment has to be. And much like that here, there were early warning signs. And if there had been earlier intervention, it may not have been as bad as what is happening now and what might be coming. When the Fed raises the interest rates three quarters of a point, but one of the things here is about mortgage mortgage rates, which we're going to talk about this morning. But when the Fed acts slowly and then they have to play catch up, three quarters of a point again just happened a week or so ago. And they are also saying in their projections that it's going to happen again. Could be another three quarters of a point before the end of the year. They are also projecting they're going to have to do it again in 2023. So there's really no end in sight, which is why you've seen the stock market drop off the way they did. It's up. It's up again today. It was down a lot yesterday, over 600 points yesterday, and uh, it is climbing back out. And it looks like in all sectors, as far as Nasdaq, S and P, Dow. Um, but watching it day to day is going to make you crazy. If you look at the trends, we are down about 9,000 points since last year. So we have seen a steady pulling back because the people that don't care about your politics, they only care about your investments or their investments, are the ones that are saying something bad is coming. And there has to be some ownership of that. Now, as far as mortgage mortgage rates rising, uh, this is ABC breaking down uh, what's happening. Home prices may be inching downward, but mortgage rates are still going up, rising last week to their highest rate in more than 15 years on the latest action from the Fed. Freddie Mac says the average 30-year fixed loan is 6.7%, the highest since 2007. Last month, mortgage rates hovered around 5.5%, which could make the payment on a $300,000 loan about $1,700. At 6.7%, that same loan would be 19 $1,830 a month. A year ago, rates were about 3%. And that is where everybody should be concerned. And we are starting to see the good news is even here, a softening of the of the real estate market. And the reason why we're not going to see a crash in real estate in Arizona, I believe, and I've been talking to the experts. I am not an expert, but talking to people is that we have a housing shortage and there have been a lot of people waiting to get a house to buy a home. And they were being priced out by the incredible acceleration of home prices. Well, now that it's softened a little bit, there are more and more people that are able to in their price range 
find a home. The problem is, as you just heard in that in that bite, that when people buy a home. The payment is dictated by not just the price of the home, but also by the interest rate you pay. And when the interest rate's being up, it is causing just a few percentage points, um, you, uh, you know, tenths of percentage points. You're paying hundreds of dollars or more a month in a payment because of the interest rate. So let's hope that this levels off at some point now. And again, interest rates for mortgages do not follow directly follow the interest rate hikes by the Fed. It's a completely different market. Now, they have gone up because of the things that are going on, but when you see a three-quarters of a point jump, it doesn't mean that um, mortgages go up three-quarters of a point. And here's uh, part of the fallout of this as well. Um, unrelenting inflation is taking a toll, leaving more Americans living paycheck to paycheck. This is the part for me that is scary for families because you learn a lesson at some point in your life. Hopefully you learn it when you're young. Maybe your parents teach you. Um, but the lesson you learn is that um, wasting money, uh, spending too much money, living outside of your means has very long-term repercussions. And so there are many people that end up doing the right thing. Set money aside. You have emergency savings. You have long-term savings. You have all of those things in place in case something happens. When you see people living paycheck to paycheck, that is not something that they are able to do. Even when they want to, they can't. And it's a scary place to be. And more and more people find themselves there. Coming up in a moment, I hope you'll stick around. Brian Jeffries will join me. He's the president of the Professional Firefighters of Arizona. Uh, He's a Mesa fire captain. And we're going to talk with him about fire districts and what Prop 310, if you vote in favor of Prop 310 when you vote, what it would mean on a yes vote. That's coming up here in just a couple of moments. KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. There are 10 ballot propositions that you will have a say in or say on coming in the election this November. And to keep you as informed as we can, we're going to try to go through as many of them as we can between now and Election Day, especially with early ballots going out soon. Prop 310 is one of those creating uh, money for fire districts. Joining us right now is the president of the Professional Firefighters of Arizona. He's also a captain with Mesa Fire, Brian Jeffries. Brian, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. Um, tell me tell me why you're behind this and why this is such a critical issue for you guys. This is a critical issue for your firefighters and paramedics throughout the state of Arizona. Uh, we've got 144 fire districts throughout our beautiful state, and they are in a serious funding crisis right now. Uh, they're located throughout rural Arizona and throughout the major roadways that are connecting like Phoenix, Tucson, Kingman, Flagstaff, and Yuma. And they are routinely uh, going on uh, wildland fires, car accidents, people having all kinds of medical emergencies. And right now, they're very short of manpower, equipment, and training. And uh, just a little history on why that is the case. The unique way that we fund fire districts in the state of Arizona uh, is through a a small property tax. Well, that tax was cut in half during the Great Recession. And with Prop 117 enacted, that kept that tax rate there. So imagine if your household had their income cut in half, and for the next 20 years you had to try to live on that and pay the bills and everything. That's what our fire district situation is, and that's why we're proposing this common sense solution. So this is not going to affect city agencies, city fire departments. This is for the one in the unincorporated areas around the state. 
Well, not necessarily. Okay. Uh, all Arizonans are affected by Prop 310, and here's why. In Arizona, we have one of the most efficient uh, fire and EMS response systems in the world, which relies significantly upon automatic and mutual aid. And so you may think if you live in the city of Phoenix or Tucson or Flagstaff that you don't live in a fire district. And while that is true, we back each other up on a daily basis, and fire districts personnel are running calls into our cities all the time. We share resources. And just looking at our wildland deployments, for example, many states have a department statewide just for fighting wildland fires. We don't have that. We don't have a Cal Fire with 7,000 firefighters responding to wildland fires. We take resources out of our fire departments and fire districts. And as we do that through this system, there's a lot of backing up of one another that goes on. So it isn't just about those rural areas. It really affects all Arizona, not to mention our folks that are traveling in and out of our cities every day. Uh, most of our folks drive through fire districts every day and don't even know it here in the Valley. So would you say that this prop, if passed, will will solve this problem or is this just going to be a Band-Aid on the problem? It is not a Band-Aid. It is definitely a long-term solution for a significant problem. We feel it's going to make a, a serious impact. And and what we're asking of voters is such a small uh, piece of assistance. Just to give you an example, you know, it's a, it's a one-tenth of one percent sales tax. So you go out and spend 10 bucks, it's going to cost you a penny. You go out and spend $100, it's going to cost you a dime. This is a very minuscule sales tax amount. And what I think is very important about that when it comes to bringing a solution, you got to remember, we are a state that really uh, has a lot of tourists. Tourism is a big part of our economy. Well, when tourists come here during different parts of the year to go to Sedona, to go down to, to, to cross through here, to go to San Diego, to, to see all of our natural wonders, if they're in a major car accident uh, and a fire district responds, they're not paying a nickel for that service. So we think this is a way to even things out a little bit in how we fund our fire districts and our paramedics. How much money will this raise? Expected. About hundred about hundred and fifty million dollars a year statewide. Um, and it's is this temporary? Do the voters have a say later on in it, it being passed again? How long does it last if passed? This is a temporary tax because uh, it's going to take about 20 years for Prop 117 to allow some of the uh, property tax rates to get back to pre-recession levels. So we set it at a temporary 20-year sunset. And yes, the voters will have a say again as to whether this continues or not. Well, Brian, I appreciate the time this morning. If people want to learn more about this from your perspective, why you're backing it, is there a website or there's places online they can go to read more about Prop 310? Absolutely. If you're on Facebook, uh, you can go to our Facebook page. Uh, just look up uh, Arizona Proposition uh, 310. Uh, if you want to just do a Google search on Proposition uh, 310, you'll find us on there as well. And we have lots of information uh, about uh, what's going on with the finances, what's going on with our response times. And you'll find it at VoteYesOn310.com. Brian, I appreciate the time and the expertise as always. Good talking to you. 
Mike, it's, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having us on uh, on behalf of 8,000 firefighters and paramedics. We really appreciate you and uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk today. All right. Thanks a lot, Brian. That is Brian Jeffries, president of the Professional Firefighters of Arizona. He's also a captain in the Mesa Fire Department. Um, listen, public safety, we say public safety first all the time. And uh, if you've got people in public safety in Phoenix, they're saying the same thing. They are dramatically understaffed and underfunded, and they're trying to find ways to fill the gaps in funding and in manpower and in uh, equipment and in these unincorporated areas. If you've ever uh, gone through and seen some of the unincorporated areas and the fires they have to fight when they talk about wildland fires, unfortunately in Arizona, you aren't here very long before you learn your lesson and how dangerous those fires can be. So uh, Prop 310, be an educated voter. It's it's one of those uh, situations that if we get somebody that I don't even know if this has got an opposition to it, if there's opposition to this, I, we will let bring people on. But it, um, they're asking for one-tenth of one percent in a sales tax, and it would fund um, so much, say $150 million a year. So uh, uh, keep it in mind. Go and look it up. It's one of the props that's on there for you to vote on this November. In a moment, Gatos joins me, and it's the big Q poll question of the day, so stick around. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. You got a hot date this weekend? <laughs> That's what someone uh, told me. Really? That's told what somebody you. said. Who? No one I just I wanted to I... ask. <laughs> Exactly. Someone's been lying to you, my friend. Oh man, we gotta we gotta get you married again. I think. Oh, oh yeah. You just sent a cold chill down my spine. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Well, I will tell you this. Here is uh, here is the talk of the town. Are you ready? I'm ready. Independent voters, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Independent voters like me. Uh, I got a pretty good cue, and we've done something on the show I think is pretty interesting. I'll tell you about it. Here's what the question is. Four right. out of five independents know who they are voting for when it comes to Arizona's governor's race. Okay. So I ask which candidate will get the most votes from independents. Katie Hobbs? Carrie Lake. You know, it's a close race, and I think it's going to definitely come down to the independent voters. So the last two days on the show, uh, at 4.15, we do something called Five Spot. We put people on the spot about a story everybody's talking about. Mm -hmm. So for two days, we asked uh, five independents to call Wednesday Mm -hmm. and five independents to call Thursday. So we took ten phone calls and asked, who are you voting for? You're an independent. Yep. Only one of the ten said Carrie Lake. Really? Yeah. Uh, and we don't screen the phones. We uh, we just ask if you're an independent. That's it. Now, this doesn't mean that it's written in stone, and this is what's going to happen. Uh, so one out of ten. For Katie Hobbs, I think she got five. And the other five are like me. They don't. It's not that they're necessarily undecided, because I've said I'm not voting for Kerry Lake. I will not vote for anybody who thinks the election was stolen. You're unfit for office. I, I will not vote for you. That's out, the, that's out the window. But has Katie Hobbs done anything to get me as an independent to vote for her? Uh, maybe the only reason would be... You're against Carrie Lake. But for me, that's just not enough. Um, So Katie Hobbs has shown me nothing. So I might sit this one out. And there were, you know, five other callers out of the ten that said, yeah, I might sit this one out, too. They're both bad, and I'm tired of voting for for the, for the person I, I you know, I, uh, I'm i tired of voting for against someone, I guess. Right. I get what you're saying. So that's, Interesting. 
Yeah, I, I don't know how it's going to go for independents. If four out of five independents know who they're voting for, I don't know if that means three for Hobbs, one for Lake, and one sit out. I, I don't know. But at least on, on, on the show, Carrie Lake had a very tough time getting a vote. Interesting, and I'm looking yeah. forward to this. I'm gonna, this is one of those polls I'll definitely go out tomorrow morning and check and see how it all ended up. Yeah, just do it after your date. Just check out, check it out after your big date. You know, go to ktar dot com after you, you know, whining and dining, and then check it out on. Check, go ahead, do it. Thanks, Kados. Okay, man. <laughs> the BQ poll question today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Go to ktar dot com and you can weigh in there. Coming up just after nine o'clock, Doctor Michael Crow joins us from Arizona State University. We're going to talk about tuition expenses, return on investment, student loan forgiveness, all of those questions people have with the. Leader of this huge university, one of the largest in enrollment in the country. That, and I believe ASU and Ohio State trade year after year. So we're going to talk with Dr. Crow in just a few moments.